Welcome back again, podcast listeners, to the Lone Road iRacers podcast. With me, your host, Guy Robertson. And we're still reveling in the massive mega announcement from the iRacing gods. Uh, so this week, we're going to take a look at the two new tracks mentioned and a very small look at the new Delara, which is the baby brother of the SF223. So one of the tracks that the iRacing gods announced last week was Misano World Circuit Marco Simoncelli. Better known as the Misano World Circuit or Misano Circuit 658. Um, it's located next to, the, next to the town of Misano, Adriatico, in the province of Rimini, in the Frazione of Santa Monica Sala. It was originally designed in 1969 as a length of 3.488 kilometers or 2.167 miles. It hosted its first event in 1972. In 1993, the track length was increased to 4,064 kilometers or 2.525 miles. We're going to look now at the history of this famous circuit. The circuit was designed in 1969. It was built from 1970 to 1972 and it's inaugurated that year. Its initial length was 3,488 kilometres, as we've just heard, and only had a small open pit area. This version of the circuit hosted three editions of the San Marino Motorcycle Grand Prix from the 1985 season to the 1987 season. In 1993, it was modified for the first time. The track length was then increased to 4,060 kilometres, again as we've just heard, with the possibility to race both the long and old short loop. Moreover, new facilities and new pit garages were built. It was at Misano during the 1993 Italian Grand Prix that the defending 500cc world champion Wayne Rainey's career ended after he fell and suffered a broken spine. Between 1996 and 2001, all facilities were improved, further adding more pits and stands. In 2005, a new access point to the circuit was built via Diaro Kato in honour of the late Japanese rider, who was killed during the 2003 Japanese Grand Prix, uh, whose in-season race home was a Proverdo Frazioni of Misano Andriatico. In order to host again the World Motorcycle Championship, the circuit was extensively modified in 2006. The circuit direction was changed to clockwise, well that's a massive change folks on its own. The track length was brought to 4,180 kilometres or 2.597 miles. Track width has been widened to 14 metres or 15 yards. Facilities were further improved again and all security measures have been applied. The first MotoGP race held on the circuit after the modifications was in 2007 
the San Marino and Rimini Coast Grand Prix, which was run won by home Mark Ducati. During the 2010 Moto2 event, Japanese rider Shoya Tomizawa was killed after losing control of his bike being sorry was killed after losing control of his bike and being subsequently struck by both Scott Redding and Alex De Angelis. Coincidentally, the, this incident occurred 17 years to the day of Wayne Rainey's career-ending incident also at Masano. That's a bit spooky. On the 3rd of November 2011, the circuit owners announced that it would be named after Marco Simoncelli, an Italian motorcycle racer who died during the 2011 Malaysian Grand Prix in Sipang a week prior. Simoncelli was born in nearby Kalatika and had lived from childhood in Cariano. On the 8th of June 2012, the track's new name was confirmed at the San Marino round of the Superbike World Championship. Well, that is the first track, folks. Now, Wikipedia there talks hell of a lot about Motorcycle Grand Prix. Um, <clears throat> doesn't really say anywhere about um, car racing, but maybe I'm wrong. So let's look down at some of the former events. So we have the European Formula 2 Championship. So clearly there's more than motorbikes going off on this uh, famous track. European Touring Car Championships were there from 1986 and 2000. Ferrari Challenge Europe was there from 2007 to 8 and into 2020. FIA European Formula 3 Championship was there. Uh, FIA Sports Car Championship was there. The FIM Endurance World Championships were there from 1977 to 1970 and 1980. Formula Renault Euro Cup in 2006. The French F4 Championship in 2023. What else can we find? We have Lamborghini Super World Finals, the Porsche, Porsche Sports Cup Deutschland, etc., uh, etc. Et so, even though the article talks a lot about Grand uh, motorbikes, it is, um, yeah, definitely car racing as well as motorbike racing. Now, you've probably seen the track on the on the podcast uh, flyer. Basically, it looks like a odd-shaped T that's uh, a bit sad. That's the shape I would call it. Uh, it's got, looking at it, 16 different uh, corners. And as they've said, they have changed this to, did they say, an anti-clockwise track, I believe, some time ago, to try and make it safer. Um, what else can I tell you? It's 51 years old. It's got its own website if you want to go and take a look at some more realistic pictures. That's www.misanocircuit.co.com. Yeah, some of the lap records. So let's see if we can... Uh, anybody that's famous on here. So we have Formula 3000, 1 minute 25.380. Oh, Clivio Piccioni. 
in the Masano Euro Series back in 2008. Formula 3, 1 minute 28.279. Anam Ahmed, the Dallara F315. I'm going to learn a bit more about a car similar to that later. In the 2018 Masano F3 European Championship. DTMs were there. Uh, track record of 1 minute 30.288 by Augusto uh, Farfus in the BMW M4 DTM in 2018. LMP3, 1 minute 31.159. Luca Allen, <coughs> excuse me, in the Ligier JSP320 in 2022. GT3. 1 minute 31.939 by Rafael Marcialo, the Mercedes AMG GT3 Evo in 2022. What else? Formula 4, 1 minute 34.368 by Sebastian Montoya in the Tatus F4 2014 in 2021. Any more? Um... Grand Prix Circuit Formula 3, 1 minute 32.196. Pablo Sanchez in the Dallara F304 in 2007. Ferrari Challenge, 1 minute 40.378. Nicola Cadet in the Ferrari F430 Challenge. So, yeah, there's lots of lots of good uh, lap records, folks. Not too much else to say about it apart from, yeah, look out for a sad tea. Coming to iRacing very, very soon. Dre is the Audible iRacer's companion. Want to improve your results or get more wins? Download Dre, the digital race engineer. Hit the link in the show notes for a 10% discount. Now, we heard from Greg Hill last week about a new car coming to iRacing. And he called it the baby brother of the SF23. I think it was called the Dallara 323. Now, I've searched for Dallara 323. I can. I know he also said it is uh, one of the cars on the that basically makes up the Super Formula Lights, which runs uh, in the real world under the SF23. Um, believe it or not, Wikipedia has virtually next to nothing on this car, but I'm going to read what it does have. So the Dallara, uh, and they call it the 320 here, is an open-wheel racing car developed by the manufacturer, Italian manufacturer Dallara, for use in the European Open Championship and Super Formula Lights. And that's exactly what Greg said. It was built as an upgraded version of the Dallara F317 chassis in, in which it replaces. And other than a big blank space, folks, that's basically nearly all it says. There is some a bits of other information, though. Um, the designers. So Luca Pignanaja and Andrea Tosso. Um, the chassis is a carbon sandwich with uh, aluminium honeycomb and additional protective panels. Suspension, a push rod with twin dampers, anti-roll bar and a third element. That's your front suspension and uh, the rear suspension. Push rod with twin dampers, anti-roll bar and third element. Pretty much the same. Length of the car is 4,931 millimetres or 194 inches. 
Width of the car is 1875 millimeters or 74 inches, and that does include the tyres. Height of the car is 951 millimeters or 31 inches, 37 inches, I should say. Wheelbase 2866 millimeters or 113 inches. The engine is uh, there's various manufacturers, but basically, there are two litre. Inline four engine, naturally aspirated, longitudinally mounted in a mid-engine rear-wheel drive layout. Transmission is a six-speed semi-automatic sequential gearbox. Power is 240 uh, horsepower or 179 kilowatts. Weight of the car is 575 kilos or 1,268 pounds, and that includes a driver. Depends if you've got me in it, I suppose. Fuel, various unleaded control fuel, lubricants, various brakes, Brembo calipers and master cylinders, Brembo discs and pads, tyres you can have uh, are various. And honestly, folks, that's about all I can find on it. Even on the Super Formula Lights um, Delara website, it doesn't really say too much at all. It basically says since 2020, Delara has been supplying the Super Formula Lights Championship in Japan with Delara 320 cars. This championship is the here to the historic Japanese Formula 3 Championship or Japan Formula 3 Championship, which is considered to be a preparatory category for the ice Japanese and European categories, Super Formula, Super GT, Formula 2, Formula E and Formula 1. The Delara 320 range is based on a 2017 Delara Formula 3 model in terms of suspensions and engine. Main changes concern the monocoque that means the latest FIA safety requirements, including the titanium halo. Delara's research on composite materials has made it possible to achieve minimum weight targets for the Delara 320 range, which places it at the top of its category. The car requires the use of various naturally aspirated engines with a cigar side airbox that once distinguished the previous Formula 3 cars. And literally, that is all it says, folks. So, it's going to be a little bit of wait and drive probably in week 13, folks. Um, it doesn't look much different to an F4, an F1 car. Um... It definitely looks different to the SF23. It's a big brother or big sister. So that's as much as I can share with you, everybody, around the Delara 323, announced on iRacing last week. Now we're off to Portugal to learn about the Algarve International Circuit, also announced by Greg Hill and the iRacing Gods last week. The Algarve International Circuit, commonly referred to as Portimao Circuit, is a 3.653 kilometer or 2.891 mile race uh, racing circuit located in Portimao, Algarve region, Portugal. Uh, the development includes a karting track off-road track, a technology park, five-star hotel, sports complex, and apartments. So if iRacer can get all that in, maybe we can have a little offshoot to have a go on the karting track. I think that'll be exciting, but let's wait and see. 
The circuit was designed by Ricardo Pina, uh, Architectos. The construction was finished in October 2008. The circuit was homologated by both by both the FIM on the 11th of October 2008 and the FIA two days later. The total cost was €195 million. Euros. That's approximately $250 million US dollars. The circuit hosted the final round of the World Superbike Championship on the 2nd of November 2008. On the 9th of June, the track was confirmed to host a round of the 2008-09 A1 Grand Prix season. The race was set for the weekend of the 12th of April 2009. On the 10th of October 2008, the Le Mans series announced a 1,000km night race to be held at Algarve on the 2nd of August 2009. On the 5th of November 2008, the FIA GT Championship announced uh, the 7th round of the 2009 season will be held at Algarve on the 13th of September 2009. A Formula 1 test session with uh, the McLaren and Honda teams participating was scheduled for the 15th to the 17th of December in 2008. Ferrari also ran at the Algarve. Toyota also tested at the circuit on the 20th of January 2009, the first outing of their new TF109 chassis. The circuit was also will also host the final round of the 2009 GT, GP2 series season in September 2009. From 2010, it hosted a round of the FIA World Touring Car Championship. So, as you can hear there, the track is quite busy. The track resembles old Nürburgring and Spa Frankenchamps, mainly because of its constantly undulating nature. A one-team Portugal's driver, Felipe Albuquerque, observed that there are big downhill slopes and right turns after the main straight. He also commented that the track is good for overtaking because of the circuit width. Uh, A1 New Teams New sorry A1 Team New Zealand's driver Earl Bamber observed that there are many special turns with personality. He commented that the new circuit is a little bit dangerous, like the old school circuits, with a roller coaster ride. A1 Team France's driver Nicholas Prost commented that the asphalt was new and the circuit had little grip. So that gives you a little bit of an insight, folks, of what we're basically going to be racing. Um, a track that might be slippy, and that's going to be interesting when the rain comes, but also undulating a bit like a roller coaster. So if you guys in VR or in a, a mobile sim unit, um, you may want to grab a new sick bag. Um in July 2020, it was announced that the circuit would host the Formula 1 Portuguese Grand Prix from 23rd to the 25th October as part of a revised calendar arising from the disruption caused by the COVID outbreak. This marked the first time a Portuguese Grand Prix has been held since the 1996 race, which was taken place at the Autodrama de Estoril. First, the circuit hosted the Portuguese Grand Prix again in 2021, from the 30th to the 2nd of uh, 30th of April to the 2nd of May. In August 2020, it was announced that the circuit would host the MotoGP Portuguese Motorcycle Grand Prix from the 20th to the 22nd of November 
as part of a revised calendar, again, arising, uh, arising from the destruction caused by COVID. Um, in January 2021, it was announced that the circuit would host the FIA World Endurance Championship um, instead of the Thousand Miles of Sabring. For 2022, it was planned that the circuit would not host the F1 and WEC races, but would continue to host MotoGP, World SBK, or Superbikes, I believe that is, and Elms races. Beside them, it would host the DTMs, TCR Europe, and Lamborghini Super Trofeo World Final for the first time in 2022. Um, the circuit is a site of a statue to trib. Uh, in tribute to Craig Jones, representing Jones on his motorbike after passing the finishing line. The statue will be the main part of a monument already partially built, which also includes the architectural arrangement of the main access roundabout to the racetrack, created by Paula Hespana and Portuguese architect Manuel Pedro Ferreira Chavez. This monument is a landscape sculpture representing the main straight of a racing circuit which extends up the car park of the main grandstand. So there's a little bit there, folks. Um, Craig Jones, if you don't know him, was killed in a motorcycle crash at Brands Hatch in 2008. It's um, had a couple of uh, slightly different layout configurations. Um, a Grand Prix circuit with his cane in 2008 to 2009. Uh, Presently, it is without the chicane, and there's a motorcycling circuit version as well. What else can I tell you about it? Let's have a look. So, as we said, Portimao Algarve. Um, it's an FIA Grade 1 track. Capacity is uh, 100,000 people. Ground was broken in uh, February 2008, and that was 16 years ago-ish, depending on this Wikipedia thing anyway. We've been through the cost, 195 million. Uh, major events, we've already been through some of those, but they include uh, Motorcycle Grand Prix, World SBK, Elms 4, TCR World Ranking Final, Ferrari Challenge Europe, Formula 1, FIA WEC, 6 hours of Portimao, TCR World Tour, DTMs, etc., etc. Um Grand Prix layout is currently 4.658 kilometers or 2.8991 miles. That's 15 turns. Lewis Hamilton holds the track record in the Mercedes W11 2020 F1 at 1 minute 18.750, folks. Um, how does this track look now? Yeah, what can I compare it to? Nothing I've ever seen before. It's definitely not like um, the Misano, which definitely I could say was a drooping sad tea. I can't really put a shape to this. Maybe a person with a big nose trying to do a sit-up, maybe and keeping his legs very straight. Um, but it's a definite clockwise track, folks, this one. Um, long straight, right-hander, right-hander, sharp bend. Definitely an ear pin or two in there as well. So it looks interesting. And as we've said, it's quite undulating and there's lots of elevation. Um, anything else to add? So let's look at some track records. LMP2. 
1 minute 29.670 by Mikkel Jensen in the Aorus 01 in 2020. Uh, LMP3, 1 minute 36.881. Matt Bell in the Ligier JSP320 in 2020. GT3, 1 minute 40.795 by Julien Andelur in the Porsche 911 uh, GT3R in 2020. Formula 4, 1 minute 43.894 by Noam Abramziak in the Tatus F4 2014 in 2021. Ferrari Challenge, 1 minute 44.6. Dorian Pin in the Ferrari 488 Challenge Evo in 2022. Here's one for other Radical fans, folks. Radical Cup, 1 minute 45.145. Uh, Indy Al Miller in the Radical SR10 XXR in the 2023 Radical World Finals. TCR Touring Car, uh, 1 minute 52.319. Mikkel Azcona in the Hyundai Elantra. TCR in 2023. So that gives you a, another track that is coming to iRacing in a couple of weeks. Again, I'm sure it'll be available in week 13. Um, go and look it up yourself. That is the Algarve International Circuit, or better known as Portimao. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of another podcast, folks. I hope you enjoyed getting to know the, the two new tracks and the baby SF23, uh, also known as the FO something 23. But like I said, there's not a lot of information out there ab about it at the moment. Um, don't forget to uh, visit the, the Facebook page, uh, hit that like or subscribe button or follow button, whatever it is on there, so you get all the latest information about the podcast and where we're heading with it. Still looking for interviewees or uh, any subjects you want me to cover? You know, Don't feel shy out there. Get that email going. Use the link. And don't forget the Dre app as well. I'm sure there'll be updates coming very soon from um, the designer and the owner of Dre, especially to help us cope with the new weather that's coming very, very soon. Until then, folks, I'll catch you on the track. Don't forget to say hi on the track as well. You'll see me on, on it virtually every day. Happy racing. <laughs>